It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on this edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, we talk to Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Get her thoughts on everything Washington football. Joe Judge is out in New York. And where's Brian Flores heading? You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, welcome to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. David Harrison will return later in the week. Find solo tonight, but thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. As we are officially in off-season mode, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew meeting with the media on Tuesday at the team facility and answering a bunch of questions. We will dig a little bit deeper into that. Joining us to do so for the first time, and we're hopeful not the last time, uh, is uh, somebody who is a rising star in the media industry. Uh, she's great. Uh, you guys are going to love her. Uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, uh, and she's the host of Listen In with KNN, a audio podcast with great guests, uh, a lot of NFL coverage, of course, and also a contributor to Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus, which you can watch in the Mid-Atlantic region on Masson, the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, also a host on the Draft Network, Sunday mornings, which, of course, has great, great draft content uh, and coverage. And, again, we welcome Kelsey Nicole Nelson to the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for the great introduction. I wish I was joining you on better terms. You know, I wish <laughs> the playoff talk, Chris, I know, what you're talking I know. about. But I'm just glad to be here, glad to have you. The first as, we were, as we were yeah. talking before we started recording this, you know, I mean, we all wish we were talking about a playoff game and going to camp or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, it's just so rarely in the cards uh, around here. And, and you know this, you know, you worked for the team uh, in, in a broadcasting capacity. I work for the team in a broadcasting capacity. I mean, it, you know, it, it's so hard to, to be positive and to be effusive in praise when things are always going, let's just say sideways. Right. And that's kind of like the feeling that we are. We're going to get into Joe Judge and we're going to get into Brian Flores and some of the other coaching stuff, but I guess we'll start with this, Kelsey, I mean, another seven and ten, well, I shouldn't say another seven and ten season, <laughs> another seven win season. There's right. a lot of those. Seven wins is better than four wins or three wins or five wins. We all understand that. But <laughs> I guess ultimately now that it's over, how do you kind of read out what we saw over the last 17 games? Oh, you know, it's just like the extra game didn't do us any justice, Chris. It's more of the same football in Washington, the same old Washington football team. Doesn't matter what the name is right now, because we want to win. And right now, winning hasn't been a priority. And I think, Chris, it's been so hard for so many football fans coming off last season, right? Winning the NFC East, giving Tom Brady a run for his money in this crazy wild card game where you could say the legend of Taylor Heineke began. And that's when many fans kind of bought onto him. And all of a sudden, Chris, I think 
think at the beginning of the season, this was really Washington football team's division to lose. I think many thought Washington football team would be that team that was hard to beat. We had questions about Dak Prescott. We didn't know if that injury would be fully healed. And if Dak was truly back, the Washington football team, on paper, we had the defense any coach or GM would dream of, Chris. And then all of a sudden, the season starts. Defense isn't looking like it's supposed to on paper. We start losing. And then all of a sudden, we're looking at this Washington football team and this NFC East, and we're looking up at the Dallas Cowboys, Chris, our arch rival, saying, hey, what happened? Like, what happened to our team? I think the hardest thing for Washington football team, too, Chris, was this harsh reality of just the bad luck that we've had with quarterbacks. I mean, after six attempts, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down, and wait, wait, our journeyman, the guy that we just got used to, the guy that everyone loves around the NFL, because it just seems like he somehow sometimes makes magic. Uh, he goes down, and then we get back Taylor Heineke, where we have believed in him last season, Chris. So we think maybe this season, you know, he's a backup, but hopefully we can relive some of that magic and that dream that he brought us on to. And then lo and behold, I think we got a harsh reality check the Washington football team did in this in this NFL. And we're seeing that this team just didn't have everything together. Yes, we had bright spots like Terry McLaurin, you know, J.D. McKissick when he was healthy. Also another bright spot, I think, Antonio Gibson and what he's been able to do in the running back position, even though, you know, he might not be on paper your favorite running back in the NFL. But still, he's been a solid running back for Washington. But it just seemed like, Chris, we had all these pieces that just didn't work. And, of course, COVID hit this team like it did many other NFL teams. The injury bug hit this team hard, but, you know, Ron Rivera's second season, he's changed the culture, at least beginning to change the culture, but we're not seeing the culture change in terms of winning, Chris, on the football field. So again, you know, and I, and I, I agree with just about everything you said there, if not everything, but I, I would, I guess I would ask a follow-up to this. You mentioned yeah. COVID injuries, and there's no doubt that was a problem, and then you throw on tragedy, right? COVID yeah. injuries and tragedy. If I put that on one side of, of the aisle, and then I put not having maybe a stud quarterback and a disappointing defense and some injuries on that, you know, but but just the football stuff on this side of the aisle, which one would you sway towards as the overall reason why they were 7-10? and 10? You know, I'm not one to make excuses, and I feel like Ron Rivera is that guy too. You know, we're a no-excuses football team. What we put out is what you put in. But I think all that to say, Chris, I think, you know, this is a Washington football team, Chris, where they're used to, unfortunately, having to overcome adversity. We're used to being the headlines, not always for football, sometimes for bad reasons. And I think the unfortunate tragic events that hit this team were hard. I mean, Terry Lauren talked about it like, yes, we're not robots. We are guys at the end of the day with feelings. We keep hearing this word brothers. These are our brothers in the locker room. So when one hurts, we all hurt. I mean, I think this is a Washington football team, folks, that it just seems like again and again and again things happen here. And I think that's what you have to remember, too. When you sign on to this job, Chris, not just on the football field, but with this coaching staff, there's a good chance that you're going to be dealing with much more, with way, way much more than just what's happening on the football field. Remember, we still are going through this investigation. Fans are still asking, hey, what are the findings to this investigation? You know, there's still questions about the leadership in Washington and the ownership. And then you've been in this area a long time, Chris. You know, that's always kind of been an issue um, and been a problem. So I think to me, I think on paper, again, I think we had the guys, you know, no one could see what would happen to Logan Thomas would happen. It was unfortunate. Again, I talked about J.D. McKissick and these other injuries and COVID. So I think we can point to that because I think every NFL team is going to point to that. But Chris, the teams that are winning right now and the teams that are in playoffs and having better conversations than me and you right now, they found a way to have the next man step up 
and their team get back healthy at the right time and they hit strides together at the right time. And I think this Washington football team, unfortunately, just all these different pieces never fully came together. We also heard about what it was like to miss Chase Young and just his leadership, not just his play, but his leadership mm-hmm. for these guys on the football field. So you're losing your kind of defensive leaders. We saw an explosion happen, Chris, on the sidelines. We're getting called a clown show uh, because of what happened on the sidelines. And I think, honestly, this Washington football team, I think it was just accumulation of just so many side problems that had never been handled that all of a sudden exploded. And this is why, yes, Chris, we're looking at another seven-win season, even after getting an extra game. It's like, oh, seven wins last year, seven wins this year, and again, just more of the same in Washington. And fans are just asking, Chris, when will things change? When will we get back to the glory days of Washington football? And when will they get a franchise quarterback? We'll examine <sighs> that next, um, you know, because there's certainly a lot of questions and maybe not enough answers. Plus, the guy that called them a clown show, well, he might have, he might need a new job right now. Uh, and uh, we will discuss that next with, Cole, uh, with Kelsey Nicole Nelson, who's joining us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. You can follow her on Twitter at the real K Nelson, at the real K Nelson, and listen in with KNN, her podcast, great guests, and also watch her on Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus and the Draft Network as well. Back in a flash right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. All right, guys, it's Chris Russell here. It is the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, well, I have a perfect solution for you, and it's called Built Bar. That's right. You know Built Bar. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Hell, even better than a candy bar. And it's better for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a normal candy bar, and you are eating good in the neighborhood, baby. Let me tell you, start every day off with a built Bar instead of that greasy, carbohydrate-filled breakfast or sugary breakfast cereal. Again, the new year is here, and you can get healthier and eat great with built Bar. Whether you like cookies and cream, salted caramel, David's favorite mint brownie, my favorite peanut butter brownie, or something different, raspberry, or Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors if you check out Built.com. And when you go to Built.com, you use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's right. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we're with you here on LOWFT. I'm Chris Russell flying solo, and thank you for listening uh, and making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Rejoined now by Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Again, make sure you follow her on Twitter, at the real K Nelson. All right, Kelsey, let's get after it. Um, before we get to Joe Judge, who, uh, again, uh, called the Washington football team a clown show uh, and then uh, summarily got fired on Tuesday, Let's get to the the franchise quarterback situation. Ron Rivera was asked about it several times on Tuesday on the Junkies on 106.7 The Fan, then a press conference 
out at the team facility. And basically, he said they're going to explore all avenues. He was specifically asked twice about Deshaun Watson. What do you make heads or tails out of the way Ron answered that and where they go from here? The one thing about Riverboat Ron, Chris, is that he always keeps us guessing. It's always a gamble with what he's going to do next. So I think his answers were just more of the same of that. We we hear from him that, yes, he understands that fans and everybody knows that Washington needs a franchise quarterback. Because if we're being honest, Chris, this is a quarterback-driven league right now. Again, look at the teams in the playoffs. They have to have some type of quarterback success. And right now in Washington, that's where we haven't been consistent. And so it's very hard to win when you're not consistent at that position. And so I think he's saying, hey, Yes, we're looking at the possibility of a veteran, but also not counting out looking at the draft as well. And I think that's an ideal scenario, Chris, that any team would want. You would love to have a veteran. I think we can look right next door to Baltimore, honestly, where they have a veteran in Lamar Jackson. Lamar gets hurt. And luckily, they have a young guy like Tyler Huntley that complements, right, their starting quarterback. I think this is what we want in Washington, because with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, I think there were big questions. Like, you know, when Taylor was playing bad, why wasn't Kyle going in earlier? Or just Did we really have true answers? So I think Ron is saying, yes, I understand what's happening. We're going to explore all options. He said a name that I think many fans would love, but I do think there's still questions, Chris, about just Deshaun and what he might bring to Washington. I'm talking about some of that extra baggage. Again, this is a Washington football team that has a lot of adversity already going on off the football field. Right now, we're counting down to 2 to 2022 for the name change. We'll see what that does and how fans might react to that. We're also, again, talking about, he talked about some of the unfortunate tragedy, right? We're checking in on Montez Sweat to see how he's doing. We're seeing how this Cedar Everett uh, situation will play out. Again, just so much to kind of deal with. And bringing somebody like Deshaun here, and this is a team that's had uh, allegations from women about how they've mistreated women. I think that's a big question, right? And do you kind of put those two together? And then also Deshaun has talked about picking a team, Chris, where he can see himself winning. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you're looking at this Washington football team, Chris, I don't know if a lot of quarterbacks are saying, yes, this is a team that I can win with and go to the postseason with and hopefully gain a ring with. And so I think that's kind of the harder part about bringing a veteran here. You know, before it was a conversation about Matthew Stafford and if we could get a guy like that here in Washington. But even I here in Washington is going to have to be one that wants to grow with this team or a veteran that's kind of on the left. La- I wouldn't say the last leg, Chris, but maybe towards the later end of his career, much like Ryan Fitzpatrick was, because they're trying to kind of prove that they still have it, right? And so I think that's kind of what we're looking for in Washington. But you also don't want anybody super old, Chris, because then right. is that going to be a franchise quarterback? No, we're looking for somebody to build with. Kind of like when you're trying to get married. You want somebody that kind of shares the same goals and ideas and someone that you can grow old with. And right now, Chris, we haven't got to grow old with any quarterback because we keep divorcing them and getting rid of them. And then we keep looking and going on dates for someone new. And it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to go long term with anybody if you kind of have that dating kind of mentality in your mind. So I think Ron still has his guessing, but I think we're seeing that, yes, he's hearing what everyone's saying and just seeing it is hard to win without a veteran in that pocket to get the ball out to this young team that we have in Washington. I love that analogy, and you're you're so right. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going, nodding their heads right now going, you go, lady, you go. (laughs) No doubt about it. Um, All right, so uh, because I want to spend a a little more time also around the NFL, too, I wanted to ask you, like, one more big, I guess, picture question. We know you mentioned 2-2-22. How – how do you think the team handled, I guess, this final phase so far? And ultimately, what will make you happy? 
Oh, my gosh. This is a loaded question. You know, this is a sensitive question right now. For how you answer this, some might say you're choosing violence, Chris, because this name change thing, you know, a lot of fans feel personal to this. We know how many fans felt about the former Washington Redskins name, right? I mean, a lot of people would say talks to the culture of D.C. This is a long story franchise. And, you know, I think some people just had questions like releasing a name on Groundhog Day. You guys have kept us guessing. And as someone who struggled in computer science class in college, that was my hardest class, getting a domain to point back to your website that says Washington Admirals, like, come on, this is computer science 101 basics. And so I think some are just saying, look, you guys already mishandled the Sean Taylor situation, right? His remembrance and his honor. You can't get this run wrong, too, because this name change, I know that from the outside, I'm hearing media say it's not that big of a deal, just pick a name, just keep Washington football team. But I think for people who grew up in D.C., who are Washingtonians, who love this team, it's much more than that because again this is a football town i try to tell this to everyone we love our football team and we want to get it back to glory i'm tired chris of seeing this Washington football team towards the bottom of attendance and seeing more away fans at our stadium at fedex built and home fans and so i think many are saying all right you guys have said you've made some changes you bring in jason wright you're changing you brought in ron rivera and now all of a sudden you're saying you're doing this name change to to 22 and i think fans are just feeling not like they're part of the process i know they have the fan ambassador program they ruled out I know one of the names that fans loved, Chris, but I understand it, right? Red Wolves and Fred Smoot had a lot of people kind of riding that bandwagon mm-hmm. and that train. But I think fans are just going to hopefully feel like they get this one right. And I feel like fans are just saying, like, if this name is wrong, it's going to be really hard for anyone to buy onto this team. It's like you already took us into the Washington football team era. You know, we were made jokes about we have no name. No one can really get behind it. But I think the bigger thing is, Chris, this name has to represent a new identity for this Washington football team, hopefully hopefully being the starting point of winning ways in Washington. And so for me, Chris, what will make me happy, I personally just care about winning on the football field. I can care less about what your last name is. Again, making a dating reference. If you really like someone, you can care less about what their last name is. You're going to put it on your name, Chris, right? As a female, as a woman, or vice versa, I've seen men change their last name as well because you love them because you bought into them right. right so for me the name change isn't as big now being someone from the area I would love something that paid homage to DC and something right. that really represents the culture of DC and speaks to the people that have been here I don't know if we're going to get that but again I'm more about this Washington football team building an identity because right now I just don't think they have one Chris I think right now we seem lost in translation and no one truly knows who this team is and I said that to say right now Dallas they're wanting big, and you see that right now they're offensive-minded. They're getting behind Dak Prescott. Everyone's kind of buying into that. But, oh, wait, Chris, also this defense and a guy from this area, Trayvon Diggs, has showed right. up big, and Michael Parsons, and it looks like they got the draft right. We're really seeing, like, this team kind of is playing like America's team because, yes, they have all the pieces together. Meanwhile, you look at us, Chris, and, again, we're just – our house is not in order from the top to the bottom, right, from the ownership to the play on the football field. So I just think the name change is, for me, it's just a band-aid on a larger problem that this Washington football team has. And well, I think, I think that's a little happy, but not that happy. No, I think that's an excellent answer. But, you know, they are, and Ron preached this on Tuesday, they're truly using 2222 and the new name and the new uniforms and the new logo and everything as, hey, we're burying everything in the past. We yeah, are having a clean slate, and that's really right. not – that, that, that's not realistic, but that's what right. they're trying to use it as. Don't judge us based on the past. Judge us moving forward, starting 2-2-22. Speaking of judge, we'll get to Joe Judge in just a moment as well. The rest of the NFL coaching carousel and maybe a quick thought on the NFL playoffs. Kelsey Nicole Nelson joining us. Make sure you follow her at The Real K Nelson, The Real K Nelson on Twitter as well. Listen in with KNN. 
and Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus and on the Draft Network as well. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Our Washington football team fans, I'm Chris Russell, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Why would you? With gas prices still well over $3 in most places, and sometimes 4 I even saw a station in California at $5 plus dollars. You can get cash back using the GetUpside app. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no cash. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, guys, Bet Online is wishing you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, new updated desktop and mobile website. I'm on there all the time to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in this new year. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where that game starts. All right, wrapping up with Kelsey Nicole Nelson right here on this edition, midweek of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Of course, we're not going to be named that for very much longer. It'll be our third name change uh, since I've uh, started doing this podcast back in 2018. Uh, enough, enough with the name changes. All right, let's get to it. Joe Judge fired on Tuesday, Kelsey. Um, how? Look, I made this argument on my radio show. I think this has nothing to do with football, per se. This has everything to do with not only what he said about the Washington football team, the clown show comment, but also what, you know, the two quarterback sneaks, the passing 11 times in Chicago, the 11-minute rant after that. Like, the Maras looked around and said, wait a second, not only do we stink as a football team and we're not winning, but, oh, my gosh, this guy's, <laughs> like, throwing – a gasoline on an already smoldering fire. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. There were so many different unraveling events for Joe Judge, and I think so many things that preceded his firing. And I think that's why Giants fans were like, hey, how has he not been fired yet when we heard of the first firing? And remember, we talk about how hard it is to play in Washington. Well, New York is a whole different environment. They want to bring back winning ways there. I think you're right, that clown comment, I mean, especially to lose after that and all those questionable decisions on offense that that team made, I think people were saying, was Joe Judge looking at a mirror when he made the clown comment, Chris, because obviously the finger was pointing back at him. You can't just be pointing your finger at someone else. And it's hard to talk about someone else's house, not in order, when your own house 
is not in order. And I think that's what we saw with Joe Judge. And I think New York, New York Giants football fans, I think they were just ready for that era to end. Because we know right now, I mean, New York, they haven't been doing much of anything, Chris. And it's just unfortunate, again, because you think about Washington being such a storied franchise. The Giants, also another storied franchise with such a passionate fan base. And you have a leadership uh, where nobody believes in it. I mean, even in the game, I think when we saw even, like, Galladay, and we're like, did he even want to catch that? Like, are players even really in this game? Is the heart there? You didn't see much of that. Like, even Jake Brum, I mean, seeing laughs at some of the stuff that was happening in the game, I think that's like, is this real? And so I think you're right. I think New York realized to change the culture, they had to kind of get rid of that, right? If you have something bad happening, it's like a virus. It spreads. It spreads. And so you need to knock it out at kind of the point of induction. And I think for New York, that was Joe Judge. And Chris, if you can see on Twitter the reaction that fans oh, are having, I mean, it seems like I mean a new revelation. Like, I mean, it seems like the best thing that happened in 2022 for so many New York football fans because they were saying for a long time they had questions about him and nothing was changing. I look at New York kind of like the Washington football team where at the beginning of the season, on paper, they look like a solid team on paper, but they haven't lived up to expectations. And when you disappoint and have all these expectations, you can't keep getting rewarded. So I think if they were to keep him, they would have just kept losing fans. They would have lost faith. And I think essentially, honestly, lost the locker room and faith in the players, Chris. And, and you know, it's interesting because they make the move, right, when people maybe didn't think they were going to do right. it. Uh, and, and obviously they just needed more time to make sure that they were doing it correctly and whatever. Right. And, and, and you know, the first name when, when I saw the news that popped into my mind was, who can fix that? And, and this is not good for Washington or the Eagles or the Cowboys, I think. You know, but Brian Flores might be that guy, I right? The same thing, yep. Strict, hardworking, successful, and yet he didn't get along with the GM, probably over to a what have you. Uh, I guess, what do you make out of that situation, and do you think that would be a good fit? Oh, my gosh. So, obviously, great minds think alike, Chris, because I was also thinking of that name. But like you said, if you snatch that name, then all of a sudden, all these other teams looking for some head coaches are like, yeah, and that was our guy that we wanted. And I think also, I think coaching right now in the NFL has got even a layer harder because of the big contracts, Chris, that we're seeing in college football. Right now, the NFL job might not be as attractive or as sexy for some of these guys. I know another name that's being thrown around is Jim Jim Harbaugh. People kind of like that tough nature, right, that we can have for guys, but also ways of winning. But I think Brian Flores, and I think many of us were shocked by that news in Miami. This is a Miami team, Chris, that changed our minds. All of a sudden, they go on the seven-game winning streak. And I think it started with that Thursday night football game mm-hmm. where they stunned that Baltimore Ravens team. And people were saying, wait, like that was supposed to be an easy game for Baltimore. Baltimore was riding high. And then all of a sudden, they kind of began to turn their season around. I think Brian Flores, when you look at his record and what he's done, he's kept this Miami team relevant. And this is Miami, Miami team, Chris, that some thought might be able to change the season around enough to even work their way into the playoffs, right, into the hut spot. So I think people saw when you see a talented guy like this on the market, you have to act and you have to act fast. This is why we're seeing kind of the coaching position or coaching vacancies and people wanting to interview him. But in New York, I think you need a guy like that. Because in New York, again, much like the Washington football team, you need someone that can come in serious and change that culture, bring back winning ways and get guys to buy in and believe. And I think he'd be the perfect man for the job. Now, does he want that job? Because that's going to be a tough task ahead. That's the big question. 
watched him, but if he can do what he did in Miami, Chris, nothing tells me that he can't do it in a place like New York. It's a bigger stage. It's a larger scale. But still, I think joining the NFC East and how it's kind of open, yes, you know, Dallas will see how far they get this year. But I think it would be a prime spot for anyone. But if, if New York is smart, if they can swing it, Chris, I think that would be a solid hiring. I think they would keep their fans happy, and I think their fan base would be back at football games buying season tickets, Chris, because they're believing in what's happening. And remember, he's reportedly, reportedly – connected with Deshaun Watson. So maybe wherever he goes, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last thing before we run out of time, uh, six playoff games coming up. You can only pick one. It's the last football game you can watch. Which one is it? Oh, my gosh. So this one's hard. But I think because I grew up in this area, and I can't believe still I'm watching his last ride, that Steelers game is Big Ben. I mean, it's still hard to believe he's really hanging it up, look, reportedly. But if Big Ben tries to come back, it's just not going to be good, Chris. But I think I want to watch that. Sometimes it's those sneak teams that all of a sudden, Chris, can make you go, hmm. And so I know that might not be the most attractive game. I know also like the San Francisco 49ers might be attractive as well. But, again, just Big Ben's last hurrah we're probably going to be witnessing. And so I think just to be able to witness that. It's so special as mm-hmm. someone who's, you know, watched him very closely, especially since I also covered the Baltimore Ravens closely and remembering just all the Pittsburgh memories with him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and how uh, how he might get sent off. <laughs> Big Ben's last ride could be coming at Arrowhead Stadium, no doubt about it. That should be a good one. Dallas and San Francisco, obviously, uh, as well. Plenty of other. Yeah. Anyway, it's the playoffs. They're all good. Games. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you know I'm a big fan of yours, uh, and I appreciate you making some time for us and hope thank to have you, you back on the soft season, okay? I would be delighted. Thanks again so much for having me and Washington football team fans. Remember, hopefully better times are ahead, okay? When you're at the bottom, hopefully you can only go up, Chris. So absolutely. hopefully when I join again, it's better times. Thanks again so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. That's going to do it, guys, for this edition of the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. David, back later on this week with a – uh, special edition via himself, and then we'll get back together again before the end of the week. We have plenty of coverage for you. It's the off season, but there is no off season when you are a losing team. That's for sure. Uh, for uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Being a part of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.